When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We got me, Kevin Hagelin. Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and joining us today, Alec Medford. He needed some time off from Peaceathon. He needed to distance himself, but he has decided to come back for today and today only. I think he's working on the get right, too. What? Yeah. Yeah, that happened last night and the night before. You know, uh, Mike, if you haven't learned this about the KNC Masterpiece, we we appreciate and applaud anybody trying to make a name for themselves in this industry. It would take you a 30-minute segment to name every <laughs> producer you've had for the KNC Masterpiece. And, I don't and think, that might just be the last two we're years. We're a talent factory, Mike. I, I will say this, and I think we could ask Alec this right now. The Most of the most, I say most because there's at least one, but most of the people who have been in that chair have gone on to have great successes for one, but two, have never held any ill will against us. There might be one. True. But that's his own damn fault. But the, but oh, for, but double Al- true. Alec, like, would you say if you were to go on and be the greatest at whatever it is you decide to do, all right, would you look back and go, time with them was well spent? Yeah. No, there's been a lot of great laughs. You've given me some good opportunities. I mean, you guys were the first people I met when I got the job here, so... Yeah, it, it's been a great impact. Yeah, I remember that conversation. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. No. I, what I really think is like, hey, who's good. Red over there? What's that guy's name? What does he do? Little Red? Yeah. <laughs> Upside down Dallas. <laughs> Probably it, that is how it went. All Are right. you wearing a Dallas hat today? I think I am. It's backwards. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very on brand. So 877-881-1053, I guess one of the questions I have is, do you think anything is actually going to change from this Dallas Mavericks sale, which it evolved pretty quickly through Stein's initial report last night. Mike Mark Stein kicked off this entire thing is at first, I believe he said Mark Cuban is going to retain majority control, but will sell off a significant portion of the team and then it became significant portion as in more than half and then it became but mark cuban will still maintain the head of basketball operations and all of that so it evolves really quickly but it still felt like pretty stunning news totally shocked i i couldn't understand it i still don't understand it because obviously mark cuban hasn't had a press conference we're not hearing from the nba we're not hearing from uh the eventual new owner of the dallas mavericks like this is like 100% speculation what we're about to do, but this is huge. This was headline news on like if you're watching CBS Good Morning America and stuff like that, there's there's whatever website you go to that covers news. This is a major story around the United States that Mark Cuban, very popular person, is selling the Dallas Mavericks. And you know what became really interesting is – Yesterday, we were all also talking about, just for a minute, him leaving Shark Tank. 
And it seemed like that was just a thing that was happening. You know, he's been on Shark Tank for a really long time. And then when you combine it with he's also going to sell the Mavericks, it feels like he's clearing the slate on a lot of things, which I know has led to speculation about, you know, a political run or something like that. I personally think it's more gambling-based than anything, but I, I understand the people who think that that believes this is the start of a political run. So the reason I discount the political run, because I was thinking about this, right? I have no clue, but political run. Biden is the president of the United States and pretty much has the Democratic Party secured, as in he's the person running on the Democratic side. Whether they like it or not. Whether they like it or not, that's what's happening. Trump looks like as long as he can legally run, he is going to be the candidate on the Republican side. So if Mark Cuban wants to do this. Whether they like it or not, too. Whether they like it or not. So if he was going to do this, he'd have to run as an independent. There's just no way in our society, in the United States of America, you can win as an independent, especially somewhat this late in the game. Yeah. yeah like, they're already having Republican debates on who's going to be yeah. the candidate, and most likely it'll be Trump, like you said. Is I just don't see... I see 2028, if Mark Cuban wanted to be president of the United States in 2028, most likely both candidates would be wide open. He could choose, do I want to be a Republican for this or do I want to be a Democrat? And would I just you, don't see, I just have, see, I see no path to him running for the president of 2024. Okay, the if I can States. devil's advocate this, would you see any parallels with 1992 where you're right about the debates, but still no votes have been cast whatsoever as he sees how Ross Perot yeah. stormed into that. his son that, was the owner yeah, of the Mavs yes. that he bought from. And so he sees how he stormed into that field and made a huge impact, and I'm still of the opinion he, he might have been able to win if he didn't drop out. And most people would say George Bush would have stayed yes. president of True. the United States True. if Ross Perot True. wouldn't have ran for president. I'm back in the race. Yeah. Do you think he oh, wanted she- to sell the Dallas Mavericks so that he could sway the vote not to him to be president, but for Biden either to stay president or Trump to become president no. again? I think he thinks he could win. Sorry, a, a little ahead. caught off guard. As an independent. Yes. You you believe that he believes he's going I to win as an independent? he believes okay. that. Right. Her, her and her, uh, Miriam Adelson and her husband were Trump's Biggest donors for they, re-election? They have a lot of money in the right. Okay. All right. That's just that's where I kind of like, hold on. Why would why would they switch that and go Mark Cuban and back him? Or I don't know if that, they would back him. I, I don't or, oh, or I, even support that. I have in the an process. easy answer for that. Power is power. power. Yeah. It doesn't like I mean, look, yeah. I, I know people are dug in as independents, Republicans or Democrats. Power is power, and if you can buy or have access, direct access to power, you take it. Nobody would do anything. Oh, Nobody would change parties, my especially God. when they already have position of power in Dallas as the mayor, and then change parties okay, well, to that something else. Specifically, thing, that specific thing definitely happened. And he's a good guy. I, I definitely, I like him. Yeah, Eric no, Johnson. Yeah, no, I, I know, but I'm just saying that definitely happened. Is there's a bunch of other theories about that? Is I know Mike, I believe. I don't want to put your words in your mouth. Though. I just, real quick, I just a, don't, I do not believe Mark Cuban. I think he's so smart. He knows he can't win as an okay, independent. Okay, But fair. that's my opinion on him. I have no clue. You might be right. I might, we're not Mark Cuban, so we sure. don't know that. But you also think, correct me if I'm wrong here, right. that it might have been some financial missteps that he felt this was a necessary move to make from yeah. a financial perspective. This is my best guess. And all it is is a guess. I'd like to say, if you want to clip this, I have no clue why Mark Cuban sold the Dallas Mavericks yesterday. And I know it's not officially sold, but why it looks like he is selling the Dallas Mavericks. But if you asked Jerry Jones, uh, if you asked whoever, Balmer, you ask all these people that are super rich, they wanted to get into the sport of basketball, football, baseball, whatever it is. 
And they're like, I don't need money. Like when somebody were to offer Jerry Jones $20 billion for the Cowboys. Well, that would be a deal because I've heard, you know, some people say, well, this is probably was just a deal he couldn't pass up. There's plenty of owners that could get offered deals they can't pass up. They get paid a billion dollars more or more than that than what the team is worth. And they say, I don't need money. I have all the money that you could ever have in this world for a lifetime and lifetimes for my family. I don't want the money. I want the team. I want to be an owner. I want this. So Mark Cuban, I thought, was in that category. So I don't think he is just doing this because it's a deal he couldn't pass up. My, This is a theory and only my theory. I don't know this. I have no clue why Mark Cuban sold the Dallas Mavericks. My theory is he needs money. And I'm not saying he's down to a million dollars. I think maybe in Mark Cuban, I'm throwing this out. I'm throwing crap against the wall right now as hard as I can. I think that maybe he's down to like $250 million. I don't know. I'm making this up as I'm talking. But to him, $250 million is like I only have $20,000 left in my account, like if we're thinking about us. To a number that is alarming for him. Yes. He's at a number that's alarming Because I him. just don't know why he would sell the Dallas. I never thought that he would. I thought that this would be passed down to his family, to yeah. his kids. And so I'm just assuming that he is in a way, in a world that we could never understand in his world where he lives, he might not have as much liquid funds as we think he has. And that's a, that's a clear possibility. My, my thought on this is that he is an entrepreneur still at heart and loves the process of, of getting things going. Uh, entrepreneurs, you, we've, you talked about this, Mike. Right. They love to start things and get them going and then start the next one. And he loves the idea of a new project. And this project that was spearheaded already by a lot of powerful people in, in Texas and, and is going to the table, right? Like, it's, it's got its processes on the way. He would love the project that Mark Cuban put a Vegas-style casino resort in DFW and that he had the first one planted. Uh, I, I imagine it's going to be Jerry and him and those guys right. together. But that he had something, a legacy that he he planted right there. I don't know where that land would be. I have no clue where they where he would want to put that. Right. But I think this is the thing that is the 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 first step of that process because I do think that somebody uh, that knows how to strong arm political people in Sands and the Gold Nugget. I mean, the the owner for the Rockets owns the Gold Nugget. The Fertitas, right? yeah. yeah. So that so like those people know how to get what they want out of their their local governments. And get that thing rolling. So I think that's one of the processes that goes along the way is he can put his name on it. He can involve the Mavericks in some way. And then he can he can be like, see, thumbs up. We got you going here and benefit financially huge from that. Casinos make money, baby. Yeah, and okay. I'm with you, by the way. Everything you said, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. And the last thing is, I'm not saying casinos are totally recession-proof. And I know this has turned into like a political roundtable here. I'm sorry. That's just part of the deal for just this specific segment is... If you believe there are dark financial clouds hovering over us is is casinos have frequently shown the ability to weather the storm better than so many other businesses. And so if he's looking at the future, if he's looking at streaming, if he thinks that the NBA is going to take a hit on the next TV contract and he's like, you know, what's going to be a way more profitable stream is for me to get completely into the gambling space. I don't want to discount that either because you're right with the Fertitas, and I think there's at least one other example. You can be in the gambling space and still own a team. I just wonder if he's like, 
Now, I'm going to mostly get out of this, and I'm going to attack the gambling space all the way, including getting invested in the new arena. Because is it like buy gold, one of those standards that we've been told for a long time? Sure. Just, hey, invest in that, and you're going to be fine. I haven't tracked that over the years. I, I, I hope but, it works but out. But, like, casinos seem to make the yeah. money that, that will keep you in that space. And, I mean, I think he likes it. I think he likes that part of being around something like that. Then again, Mike said it earlier. I don't know. This is just the theory based on what we're kind of seeing and things we know. Right now, I don't know if you can see this. Mike is currently setting up the security on his uh, iPad that he won from Peaceathon. Yeah, Congratulations, Mike, for your Peaceathon purchase. Uh, but Kevin, it's facial recognition software. By the way, can everyone now go to my possibilities to pick up yeah. whatever items they want? Yeah, and tons of people have been stopping in, picking up their items that they uh, that they won as well. And Kevin, I do believe that we are auctioning off a, a table with us at Jared Sandler's Sandlot Charities, swinging for a cause that's going to be on Globe Live Field. So you'll park outside and then be on the field or the World Series was played this year. The Rangers won the World Series. Take a picture with the trophy, and guys like Marcus Simeon, Drew Pearson, so much more are going to be there partying with you on on Sunday. I'm thinking about Mar- inviting Marcus Simeon over for dinner. I think that would be a fun dinner to you have. Ca- you just call in right now, 877-881-1053, and make your bid. Minimum bid for our table is $1,000. Okay. But if you want to come in, because not only do we want you to come out to this awesome event, we want to scoreboard all the other shows that we did better than them, which we typically yes. do in the auctions on the tables oh. and everything like that. But oh. it's going to be a really fun night, and I'm really looking forward to it. And the only way you can get in now is to buy one of these tables. So if you're interested, 877-881-1053, give a call in there. Get to talk to the lovely Alec and let him know what your bid would be. And lovely. what's the number again? Because I screwed it up. 877-881-1053. All right. I guarantee you somebody's going to call in the next 10 seconds. Wow, the next 10 seconds? Guarantee it. Okay, I hope that you're right about that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk Dallas, Winnipeg, plus the origin of many of the stars' nicknames. How did we get to these nicknames? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. And this is Robertson to the net, Pavelski. He shoots it, following up, hits out front, and Pavelski scores. That first line... Opens the scoring. Pavelski's 10th, one nothing. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3. The fan, remember, 877-881-1053. If you want to bid on our table at the Swinging for a Cause event this Sunday, the bidding, Mike was right, started out $1,000, is now up to $1,500. If you can beat that, Jared's Sandlot Charity, they do a lot of work with MP. They do work with Special Olympics. It is a great, great charity. I know we've been shaking people down for money the last couple of weeks, but it all goes to amazing causes if you guys want to get involved. $1,500 for that. I'll say hello and give you an autograph. Okay, well, that's nice. They might have their eyes on Marcus Simeon and people like that as well, but we'll check that out. What about Drew Pearson? That's a good point. What about Darren Woodson? That's another. I love Darren point. Woodson. You know what? Can we get Darren Woodson to autograph a football that says Hall of Fame, and then we'll just leave the number blank? Or you can write 24 if you want. What if he wrote F the whole thing? That <laughs> would be awesome. I want that as a piece of on item. The H O F. Let's see if we can make that happen, Corey. I, 
Sorry, Bobby presented this idea of going to the combine and getting everybody to sign up footballs before yes. they even do the combine. Yes. And Mike, I just love that idea, and that's all I think about now is for future. Like, will he become a Hall of Famer? I want the Hall of Fame note on it. I you know? do. Think, I do want to be one of the first ones. To your point, I know this is about Hall of Fame. I think a couple of years ago. Patrick Mahomes signed something when he was a little kid when his dad was pitching for the Rangers, and I think it sold for over $1,000. I mean, it's literally just a little kid putting, like, Patrick Mahomes, not signature, just writing out, and somehow it was verified that, yeah, that was Patrick Mahomes when he was a little kid. Now, Hockey Mike, I know. I watched. Okay. You have great saucer pass there with about three minutes to go. Uh, to get the puck to Sagan and for him to score. It was awesome. I was like, yes! I know how pleased you were at this knowledge. For people who do not know, what is a saucer pass? It's when you pass the puck and you give it a little bit of air and it usually gets over the stick, but in this case, it got over the defender. The defender laid out to try to avoid the pass, but it didn't matter. I'm sorry, the the guy's name starts with an H, passing it to Sagan. Hardy? No. Harley? No. First name? No, last name. Oh, okay. But it was not Harley? I didn't think it was. Help me out if you watched the game, because he also didn't have a... There's like about and with it a... it wasn't Haskinen? Haskinen. That's who so. you forgot? Yeah. No, 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 no. It wasn't number four. It Hence? was not number four. Crap. Stop with the H. Hockey I don't know. But you just said... I'm, I messed Hanley. Up. Joel Hanley. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Wedgwood. Stop. He's the goalie. His brain's going to explode. <laughs> All right, listen to me, and you listen good. Oh, my God. The same person that made that great pass to put the game away made a bad pass at the end of the first period because I was watching. There was like a three-on-one break. I was like, okay, because the Stars played great. I even texted. This is going to probably hurt our, our boss's feelings, but I texted uh, Brian Ray, who does the pre and post for Bally's for the Stars, and I was like, man, the Stars are playing great. That was at the end of the first. And he's like, yeah, but kind of like – you know, you'd love to have a goal at this point, how great you are playing. But I just felt like the Stars were aggressive. And he said, this is a great bounce back so far from Calgary, where they didn't show much energy and effort in that game. I thought the Stars played great. I was scared for about a five-minute period there. It just felt like Winnipeg was going to score. But then you got the turnover, and then you got the Sagan goal. Sorry, I'm forgetting the saucer pass guy who got the assist. But I thought that the Stars played great. It wasn't they were your ag- guy, Duchesne. No. And it wasn't Marchment. That's it. You said it started with an H. Sorry. Obviously, I couldn't even remember his name. I couldn't remember the letter that it started with, but it was him. Suter? He already said it. I'm not, yeah, Suter's still on the team. Um, but that was a really fun game to watch from a new fan's perspective. I didn't watch every second of it. I was flipping between Mavs and Stars. They were right next sure. to each other. But the parts that I was watching, I thought the Stars played great. I, I, got, to, I got to watch most of the first period because, obviously, the, the Mavericks hadn't started yet. Now, to go along with the game yesterday, there was a really interesting article in The Athletic where they went through kind of the origin of some of the nicknames. And as you've guessed from talking with Bochi, is you get a lot of, you know, like Ottinger, Otter, where you just throw the ER on there, or you add the Y to the end of it. I know Bochi is a big fan of that. But here are some other ones. Did you know? Is it Benner or Jamie Ben? Oh, well, I think they just call him Jamie. He might have another nickname. We'll what get is he to have? that in just a second. They call Ty Delandria Taco. You care to make a guess as to why that is? 
he loves tacos. Actually, that is pretty much correct. Is they went to a team building retreat in California after the first game of the season, and they stopped at a Del Taco because he was really hungry and he loved Del Taco. So they all started calling him Del Taco. They probably all loved the tacos too. You're that probably day. right about that. Del Taco has fantastic tacos. There used to be a Del Taco in Duncanville when I was a really little kid about 40 years ago, and then it left. Obviously, it's California based. They failed, and then Taco Bueno took over. And that Bueno was very yeah. popular, but now that Taco Bueno isn't there in Duncanville either. No, what's there? I forget. Like but a Wendy's or a bank? I was, I was shocked a year or two ago when I was like, what happened to my Taco Bueno in Duncanville? So they eventually dropped the Dell from it because that was apparently too much to say. And they just called him Taco. I thought it would have been like the character from the league. No, that's that a he good has guess. Similar, similar Taco tendencies. I want to see if you can figure this one out taco was no he wasn't the brother-in-law on that show the league yes El Kenyatta. Yeah. i've never actually seen that show he came up with the nickname uh because they, they called him el Kenyatta and they made it sound really bad they're like all that means is like brother-in-law and i really hope that it's what it means because i just said it on the air and i'm pretty sure it's not a bad word chalupa batman was the nickname was the name of their kid nils lungquist lungy or lungfist if you prefer he was called Nilsy. Now they call him Hank. Any idea how we got to that point? He sounds like Hank on that cartoon show. Ooh, that's a good guess. It's actually because his last name and the similarity to the former goaltender, Henrik Lungfist. And so they decided to just call him Hank. Even though, like, that's not, he's Nils. Mm -hmm. But because of the proximity, this feels like a way Mike would work. Because of the proximity to the other person whose first name was Henrik, they're saying from now on, You're we're going to call you Hank. Uh, I do have a question about okay. the, about Lung, Lungfist. I always thought it was Lundquist. Lungfist. But there's no fist, fist in it. There's, it's a V. It's a V. But doesn't, isn't the V pronounced as a U? What? How do you think the U is pronounced? U. Wist. Lungquist. Is that a U sound? How do you spell quest? How do you say quest? You don't say quest. Exactly like how you said it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm lung quest. Okay, thanks Thanks for lung quest. I was trying to, cla trying to class to up our show. <laughs> Isn't Q Just useless without bit. you? Uh, Is Q used in, unless yeah. there's a U after it? You can, I think, quaddy. Q-A-D-I is a good Scrabble word. Like, do you have to go quaddy? Like to a kid? You know, for the purposes of this, <laughs> yes. Dude, not not really in the American language, See, man. I think you the words. Q is pretty useless without a U. How many nicknames is too many? Because Sam Steele Two. said he'll yeah. go by Sam, Sammy, Steeler, Sosa, Sammy Sosa, Sauce. He replies Jeez. to all of them. It's too many I don't, nicknames. What's man. his first name? Sam. I don't feel like, did he say one of his nicknames is Sam? Yes. Well, he no, or name. he'll just respond to Sam. <laughs> oh, okay. no, that's not a nickname. He'll just respond. Hey, my name's Mike. Everybody calls me Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, like a nickname can't be. My name's Michael. I don't feel like I can say a nickname of mine is Mike. Okay. Yes. No, he's just saying he'll respond. Unfortunately, to all of one these. of mine is Ballsack. That is which true. was given to me by Toronto Blue Jays fans. Now this is, and it's stuck a little bit. Mike, I want to see if you can figure this one out. Because if ever 
there were a line of thinking that follows the way Mike thinks, this is it. Could you tell me what Joel Hanley's nickname is? Joel Hanley. J-Hand. I thought you were going to say the handyman for sure. The handyman can. His nickname is Nacho. Any idea how they got there? Loves nachos. No. His name is... I mean, it makes sense because the taco, taco story guy loved tacos. moments ago. That's yeah. true. Even though I feel like we could give a much better... Nothing against Del Taco. I like Del Taco. Yeah. What about uh, Del Nacho? Nachos, I think, are pretty good at Del Taco. The only time you can have them now is when we go to Oxnard. Because I don't think there's a Del Taco in Dallas-Fort Worth. If there is, I'm sorry. I forget about it. But I, we could give better tacos than Del Taco here. But tell me if this isn't the way your brain works. His name is Joel. Joel. So they started calling him Not Joe, and that turned not into no. Nacho. I like it. But isn't no! that the way? No! That's the way Mike thinks. Why do they call him Not Joe? Joel is shorter. It's easier to say. Just say Joel. Like Joel Hanrahan, who listens to our station. He's a former all-star in the major leagues. That's awesome. Isn't that great? Did they call he him listens. not Joe? No, we just called him Hanny. <laughs> for Hanrahan. Mm-hmm. And see, Joel Hanley. So. J-Han. <sighs> Never mind. J-Han. I would have been okay with that. All right. Let's, hey, Joel, listen. if you're listening right now, text me. <laughs> not every Joel. Hanrahan, <laughs> who I played with on the Nationals. Now, for Jamie Ben, his nickname is Chubbs, but only because of Teen Wolf. But only not because of Teen Wolf, (laughs) but only for certain people. And as Ben joked to the person writing the article, you're not one of them. Is so if I walked in and was like, "What's up, Chubbs?" He's probably throwing the skate at me again. Probably, Uh, probably. It's stuck in the wall. So the story goes like this. Have you never? You've heard that story when we pissed him off in the locker room in Arizona a few years ago, probably several years ago now. <laughs> is when Jamie Ben was younger. So one of his teammates says is he was fat. So his teammate says, and there's nothing more you could say other than his brother Jordy Ben was shredded and in really good shape. So they just started to call him Chubbs for the chubby Ben, which at the time was Jamie Ben. And so that is only available for a select group of people. They'll call him Chubbs. And then for Yevgeny uh, Dodonov, he'll go by Dado, Dada, Dads, and Daddy. I think that that is weird if you call another person, another man who's not your dad. And you're a man, Dad. Okay, all right, but we Unless hear a lot. In a romantic what about situation? Poppy? Then that's fine. What about Poppy? Because we hear that often used, right? That's like true. we, like, hey, we'll hear other guys call uh, other guys Poppy. And Mike, I, I presume you were in the clubhouse. Did you hear that often? Yeah, that's uh, Juan Gonzalez used to kind of just call kind of everybody. Everybody that, was Poppy. That he didn't know their name. Yeah, which was me. <laughs> <laughs> and other people on the team. Yeah. Mike took on the Juan Gonzalez approach. Yeah. He's just like, I'm just Kenny gonna- Lofton called me Steve. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't. I guess I can say that was a nickname. How long but I'm pretty had sure gone by when you realized it was too late to correct him? Now, when all the players that knew my name were laughing that Kenny thought my name was Steve, because <laughs> I wasn't responding. Oh, uh, <laughs> how like, clueless were you in that moment when he was very, like Steve parked in my parking spot? Very clueless <laughs> until David Risky and CC Sabathia and those guys were like, "Hey, uh, he's talking to you, Mike." <laughs> 
It's like he's talking to Steve. And I, <laughs> Steve Carsey's on the team. That's you. Okay, who is your favorite Dutch? Is it Derek Holland or Matt Duchesne, oh, who also goes by uh, the Doucher? Do we have a different nickname for Matt Duchesne? Yes. Because Derek Holland is Dutch. That's I'm sorry, that's already taken here in DFW. They don't know that though. Okay, but he'll go. You'll like this. He gets called Chummer because. He goes the Kenny Lofton route, and he calls everybody chum or chummer. And they'll be like, hey, chum. Hey, chummer. So they've started to call him chummer because that is what he likes to call people. I, I'm okay with that. I'm never calling him chummer, but I'll call him chum. How much of a downgrade was this nickname? Thomas Harley now gets called Harles. Yeah, when Harley's he, good enough, man. I call him David. Well, but what about this? When he was in junior hockey, he was called T-Bone. That's better. Pretty dope. For hitting people on the side? Maybe. Right? Checking side checker. He's a good side checker. Cross yes. checker. Side checker. T-bone. They T-boned him. That's that's That sounds like a coach nicknamed him, right? Like T-bone. Yeah, some coach was like, man, did you see that hit? He T-boned him, and then he was like, that's his nickname. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, where if you missed the very beginning of it, possibly the most important part of this whole thing, outside of the nicknames, which is super fun, is the Dallas Stars are victorious over the Winnipeg Jets, 2 to nothing. Aunt Jerk gets the shutout after a rough game against Calgary. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. It was. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bashak. We have the rankings. Where do the Rangers rank on getting the pitcher, Number Yamamoto? One. Number one. Maybe they are. We'll have to tease it, okay? okay. Don't give your... All right, coming up next. They're, they're going to... KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. It's time for some baseball nuggets with Mike Bashak. All right, baseball nuggets, championship baseball nuggets brought to you by the Diamond Factory. Are the world champs in, in on Yamamoto? So this is from MLB.com as all these articles are getting ready for the winter meetings, which kind of starts Sunday. Uh, a lot of people will get to Nashville on Sunday. So next week there will be a lot of rumor uh, articles and maybe even real deals that are happening at the winter meetings next week in Nashville. Yamamoto's potential landing spots ranked by MLB.com. Number one, the Yankees. It says, let's not overcomplicate this. The Yankees are the Yankees, after all, a team that has never, well, almost never been afraid to go after big free agents. And there's no question that the rotation is very much a problem right now. Japanese players have clearly flourished in the Bronx. He's And then it says Yamamoto is intrigued by the New York aura and mystique. And did we mention that the Yankees could really use some starting pitching? So it says it's been a stunning 15 years since the Yankees last reached the World Series. So kind of in a way, how desperate, how aggressive will the Yankees be in free agency? They do think they will be most aggressive on Yamamoto. Number two. Can I ask you a quick question about that? Because sure. they've gone this route multiple times before, and it hasn't worked out how you would dream it would. Do you think? Like, give examples. Like uh, Hideki Rabu, and then, I, I mean, I guess Hideki, uh, you're, I'm right, you're Hideki right Matsuo worked out he was better. good, and, but. And, and right. that was, and then, what was the, who was the last person? Oh, no, I'm drawing a blank. But it feels like they've gone down yeah. this path three times before. Do you think that causes them any pause, or are they like, it doesn't matter? It's think, a totally different person, totally different decade. Yeah, I think because it was such a long time okay. ago. I okay. think, like, let's just say, um, 
I know Shohei's the last guy, and I know hitter pitcher, but let's just say you signed who you're bringing up. Dice K with yeah. with with Boston, with Boston didn't work out, and that would have been four years ago. And yeah. they're like, here's the next greatest one. They'd be like, yeah, we believed in the yeah. next greatest one four years ago, and it's and it ruined us. Yeah. So I think because it was such a long time ago, we're talking about the '90s that I think that they look at it and go very different. And then, honestly, probably the success of you Darvish. And you can vary his success, uh, but you Darvish has been a good pitcher sure, in Major League Baseball. Sure. Absolutely. Is that they look at it and go, hey, these Japanese pitchers are coming over here and making a nice, positive impact. And so 25 years old, they think that this guy's going to be a stud. But it says number two, Corey, is the Mets. And they say they haven't had a good New York showdown in a while for a free agent. And they do think that this could be a New York showdown between the Yankees and the Mets. All right, here's where my my personal feeling on this, Kevin, is I felt for a long time the Rangers had to go get guys like you, Darvish, because yeah. they had no other options for sure. free agents. Nobody wanted to play in the stadium without a roof. And now I don't think they have to do something like this. And while that was a, a JD way to kind of get around navigating free agency and having a lot of control over a primetime player, I think the Rangers have better options now to do it. And I don't mind. I think he'll be good, a, a quality starter, but I don't mind the Rangers kind of hands off on this and going, going to some other things. Yeah. It'll be interesting on the Mets. Obviously they have uh, an owner backing them that in Cohen, who's not afraid to spend the most money, right? He gave Verlander and Max Scherzer the contracts. Those are the two highest paid players in baseball yeah. per year. So the Mets could just uh, go to 35 million a year and be like, we don't care. You guys are at 25 or 28 million. We'll just blow this out of the water and go to, uh, an eight-year deal at 35 mil a year, and all the Ooh. teams are like, well, we're out. Even the Yankees, I think, at that point might go, we really want Yamamoto, but do we want to go to 35 mil a year for a guy who hasn't pitched in Major League yeah. Baseball at all? We're basing this off of his Japanese stats. Number three is the Red Sox, uh, which is an interesting team because they're not really in it. They're kind of a 500 team, but maybe if they do the right things in the offseason, they can be more competitive. That's such a tough division. You talk about this year – Baltimore won it. Tampa made the playoffs with the second best record in the American League as the number one wildcard team. And Toronto is a good team. And that's not even talking about the Yankees and the Red Sox. That's a very tough division. So Dodgers are number four. Um, it's obviously they say they can be pursuing Otani and Yamamoto simultaneously. Simultaneously. Thank you. I got you, dog. Okay, good. Number five is the Cubs. Number six, the Giants. Number seven, the Texas Rangers. So I misread this earlier. Yeah, I'm fine I told with you guys. That. They, they dropped like, in the rankings as we yes. went along. But it says here, it says the defending champs aren't expected to rest on their laurels. And while the Rangers are already spending plenty on starting pitching right now, thank you very much. Having a 25-year-old pitcher around uh, would allow them to address their present and their future. Can you imagine a playoff rotation next year of Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, Yamamoto, and Nathan Avaldi? It would be nice. Be so, I mean, nice. That's, wow. and then they list the Phillies as number eight. So, the Rangers are on this list. So, I wanted to give you that the Rangers are on this list. It'll be very interesting. I know they put the Dodgers in major play for. Yamamoto and Otani. I do think the Rangers are in on this too. Number six is the Giants. Now I'm going to click on another article here 
uh, because it does talk about the Giants being very disappointed with last year's free agency. Remember, they thought I, they were going to get Aaron yes. Judge. They didn't yes. get Aaron Judge. They thought they were going to get Carlos Correa. Then the the medicals came back. They were the ones that I think bid the most on Trey Turner, but he decided to go to the Phillies. Like They lost every time they tried to spend big money last offseason. They pretty much lost, whether they – they even offered sometimes the biggest contract, and and players just said no to San Francisco. Did it remind you at all of that Knicks offseason when they were like, we're going to get Zion yeah. in the draft and Kevin Durant? And so they got R.J. Barrett. It does say really watch out for the Giants next week just going over the top okay. on teams to try to win the bidding that they lost on last year, that they thought they were going to get Aaron Judge. They thought that they were going to get some other guys, and they didn't. The major report yesterday, I think on MLB Network, as I was watching some of that as I got home yesterday, is the Padres are going to trade Juan Soto. So they most likely will not. They've tried. It's not going to work out long term. It feels like this has been building for a while, yes? Yes. So Ken Rosenthal said the question is not whether Soto will be traded. The question is which team will acquire him. So expect a lot of Juan Soto trade rumors next week. Uh, Now, this isn't great for the Rangers. Uh, It does mention the Mariners as a possibility. Uh, the Rangers don't, in a weird way, I thought Juan Soto could be something on the Rangers shopping list a year or yeah. two ago, but now what Lankford did in his very short minor league stint, what Evan Carter did in the playoffs, what Leoti was able to accomplish this year, and then what Adolis was able to do, make the all-star team and then be your ALCS MVP, yeah. you're really not shopping at all for outfielders. So I don't think the Rangers have to try to get into this Juan Soto thing, and I don't think they will be at all because of... Where they're at, and did you guys see Adolis Garcia yesterday at the Ranger or at the Mavericks yeah, Maver- game? Yeah, that was awesome. People loved it. Isn't it? Doesn't Luke- it? It's amazing how short NBA players make regular human beings look. <laughs> yes, but isn't Adolis like a shorter player anyway? Like five eleven, I think. But the 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 thing that I take from this is the the little package they did about how that's Luca's favorite player is Adolis, and that's why he was there. And doesn't it make sense with the personality of Luca that Adolis would be his favorite player on the Rangers team? Yeah. Luca Adolis was not one of the Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon guys that was just like, no, nope, I'm just here. Everything's kind of bland with us. We're just trying to play some ball. He was, I am here. Look yeah. at me. And that is Luca to a T. Kevin, team. to your point, I don't think you can trade Adolis Garcia. He was at a Cowboy game mm-hmm. earlier in the year with um, Jose LeClerc, yep. and they gave, gave him a standing ovation. He got a standing ovation. Like, look, he's from Cuba. He can't can't go back to Cuba. So he sure. lives here. Like he is a staple here in the Metroplex. And I just think we love him too much as Ranger fans right now. And maybe that's bad decision making. I'm not but at this point I just feel like you have to have Adolis Garcia back I on your team you. batting somewhere between your 4 or 5 or 6 spot. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I don't have a lot of time for this, but I find this interesting. Alex Bregman has been a staple of the Astros. Tremendous success in recent years. But his time in Houston might be coming to an end. MLB Network's radio Jim Duquette said Monday that he thinks the team is listening to offers for Bregman, who will become a free agent after the 2024 season. Duquette quoted here says, I think that there is a chance that he may not even be playing in Houston this year. So this will be something interesting to see. Where do the Houston Astros go after losing to the Texas Rangers in the ALCS? Alex Bregman, very good player. Don't like him 
as a person. Not many people do. It's going to be interesting on the market because I don't know how well-liked he is around baseball. I, I think that he's not very well-liked. But maybe when he's your teammate, you really like him. He's kind of one of those guys where you don't really like him when he's on the other team, but you like him when he's on your team. Yeah. I don't know. But Alex Bregman, next week, let's see what the rumors are on the Astros because we're not seeing anything on the Astros spending money this offseason. No. We're only seeing a few signs that the Astros might be trying to unload a guy like Bregman or what do we do financially because for some reason it looks like maybe Jim Crane uh, is looking to lower payroll and not expand payroll or to truly compete with the Rangers. And so the Rangers could really take advantage here. If they spend more money this offseason, the Astros might be unloading some talent. That's it. Woo. So we're going to win all the World Series? Uh, I think so for the okay. next however long we want to. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.